there is a wind across the wasteland. Sometimes it will bring hope, but a lot of time it will bring despair. This world, there are only two ways to survive. You will wreck and ruin, or you will be wrecked and ruined. My name is Richard, and joining me is Mark McKinnon of Wreck and Ruin fame. Hey, Mark. Hi, Richard. How are you? You okay? I'm a bit throaty. <laughs> I think you need a lozenge for that. <laughs> you need something anyway. You need like a drink. A bit, of, a bit of wasteland sinusitis. I'll just wreck myself. I'll be fine. <laughs> um, this is a, this is We're Not Wizards. This is a quick start on the Kickstart. Um, that's Mark McKinnon of Wreck and Ruin fame, who's now famous across other podcasts like Unlucky Frog Gaming and also that um, Getting Geeky with Gamer Leafy Lakey chap. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> keep forgetting you, his name. You just, <laughs> you keep, uh, you're, you're, pro, you're pro, prolific. At the moment, but you're you're not here to talk about podcast guessing. You're here to talk about your um, your Kickstarter campaign, Wreck and Ruin. So I am indeed, yeah. How you how you doing? How you feeling? What's the mood like in camp at the moment? It's good. So we're kind of I'm into the the slump time now, which is always the hardest part. Yeah. Um, hard to keep positive, but you just got to keep producing stuff to keep people interested and, and get more backers involved. So, yep, that's where we are, just fighting the good fight. Is it, I mean, is it, can it be difficult to get up on a morning and if the backer count has is kind of stayed the same, where you've maybe gained three, lost three kind of thing? Is it difficult it, to kind of, like, kind of like say, right, okay, what are we going to do to kind of invigorate stuff and keep things going? Definitely, because you you know you cannot almost bank on that money being in there already. So you think you know, or oh, I'll do an update in the morning. I'll say yeah, I'm fifty seven percent funded, and then you wake up and it's dropped back down to fifty four, and you're like, I wish I'd just done the update when I was when it was there. <laughs> um, I mean, one of the things that people will ask. I mean, there's obviously there's the behemoth in the room that is Batman. Do you think it's comparable to say to people, well, listen, um, the Kickstarter is still going through the funding process because Batman is there and that's stopping people from kind of pledging on my project as opposed to going ahead with Batman? Or do you think the people that are backing Batman are always going to back Batman and are never going to consider looking at anything else apart from Batman because they love Batman? I think that was a lot of Batmans in one sentence, I, but <laughs> bad, baddie, bad, bad. Hey, what you looking at, Batman? I'm looking at all yeah. these Batman, Batman, and Batman. Well, I think an IP like Batman, you've got the the issue where there are the hardcore following, so it doesn't matter. Batman toilet paper, we buy Batman toilet paper, so it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, um, you always get the hardcore following. Um, the fact that they've went uh, Kickstarter exclusive is a bit kind of uh, it's rubbing a lot of people up the wrong way just now. Um, but I can't argue the fact that it's it's big, it's doing well, mm-hmm. um, and even with little fish like me in the pond as well, they're, they're still it's ultimately still bringing fresh eyes into Kickstarter. So 
yeah, I'm never going to compete with them, but it's always there's always a chance that they'll come across me at the same time. So you can't really, you don't want them not to be there either. Yeah. I mean, it's like, do you know what? It's really, that I've seen chat online about people saying, well, if you're not funding within the first three days, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know how you're going to get funded. I'm not sure I believe that because I've seen a lot of projects. I've had guests on from a lot of projects recently that have basically come down to the wire in terms of their funding. Um, Bez's stuff for Wibble. She, yeah, she, two hours. Yep, she was funded in the last minute. I mean, Karen's um, Comic Turns was funded in the last couple of days. Um, the guys from Monster Highway, you know, they're 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 kind of they're on a slow burn as well. And I think there's a misconception, or maybe you can correct me. Do you think there's a misconception that if something doesn't pop straight away, that somehow it's not going to happen? Um, I I think as a designer, um, as a creator on Kickstarter. It's hard not to feel that way yourself when mm. you see so many other bigger projects out there that are, are doing so well. You know, part of you thinks, why didn't that happen to mine? You know, and it's hard not to kind of doubt yourself. But at the same time, um, yeah, Kickstarter still, it is still there to, to fund these smaller projects as well. And yeah, I just want us to keep seeing, you know, things going the way they're going. You, I don't think it should matter mm. that everything comes in at the start um, as long as there's enough interest and there's enough um, stuff to to generate more interest. So as long as they're still engaging their backers, then, yeah, it can keep going right right to the very end. Just You just have to keep fighting that fight until uh, it's not over until the fat lady sings. As, as they say. As they say, yeah. have you got a routine at the moment? Then I mean, do you do you find yourself? Do you kind of get up first thing in the morning, kind of check stuff, decide whether or not to pen an update, and then head off to work, and then check stuff at lunchtime? Do you have like, do you, have you got yourself into a routine, or do you put yourself in a routine to make sure that you're not just sit, sitting constantly looking at a screen and F five and stuff every kind of two minutes? It's definitely difficult to to step away from the computer and not look at it. Um, so what I find is I try and find something to distract myself watching the telly. But you do invariably find that when it comes to an ad break, you're mm. like, "Oh, I'll just I'll just see how things are going just now." Yeah. And of course, it's probably fifteen minutes since you last looked, and sometimes there's a change, sometimes there's a not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's quite hard to to step away from that. Definitely. Do you still get like um, email notifications then every time like there's somebody backs? Oh, do you get do you get notifications for everything then? Do you get notifications for time somebody asks a co- you know requests a comment or puts a comment on the campaign or puts a pledge in or raises their pledge? Do you get kind of like a comment every time that happens? So I get a no- I get an email notification to tell me when somebody's commented on the project yeah um or liked an update or something like that mm. um the pledge thing i don't think happens automatically anymore so um i think that would drive you crazy if you have to watch that but you do still have access to your your dashboard within kickstarter which literally shows you everything you need so 
it, it shows a timeline of everything that's happened on the project. So it will say, you know, maybe five years ago, I did an update. And then it will maybe say, you know, three years ago, such and such made a, you know, commented. And then, you know, maybe say uh, two years ago, somebody added on their pledge or somebody cancelled their pledge or changed their pledge in some way. It's got all that kind of chronological order on there. Mm-hmm. So do you get that much information? Does that allow you then to kind of message the you know say somebody um goes you know increases their pledge from the kind of the base kind of pound up to the kind of the main pledge which is i think it's 49 pounds at the moment isn't it yeah um do you are you able to see your ticket you're able to see who there is and you can take action you can drop them a quick message and say thank you and kind of stuff like that yeah, you can definitely, you can message, you've got the option of messaging all backers or backers at certain pledge levels. Oh, okay. Um, or just individual backers, so. Not right. Yeah, okay. you've got the functionality and that there, like, that's what I ended up doing in my last campaign to, for all the people that cancelled their pledges. Yeah. Um, I sent them a personalised message just to say, look, it's not going to cost you anything, but I'd still like to have you on board. Mm-hmm. Um so that we're ready for next time and, and they all came back. So it's definitely a worthwhile endeavour to, to do and it, it, it's easy to forget the people that drop out um, and just concentrate on the ones you've got. But it's always worth, you know, reaching out to them as well because you need to, sometimes there's, there's always a reason for them dropping out but, and that's obviously up to them. But it's still sometimes nice to know what, you know, what brought it about. Yeah, I think it's like a part of the. It's still a part of the sales process. I think that it's difficult to ask that question. Sometimes I think if you're in a kind of if you're involved in a kind of a sales environment, if somebody says, "No, I'm not interested in this," after they ex- kind of displayed some initial interest, the natural thing is to go and say, "All right, well, what's the reasons that you you kind of didn't like it, or what's the reasons that." you know, you're not kind of going forward. I think in Kickstarter, sometimes if you're losing, if you've not, if you've got backers either lowering their pledges or cancelling their pledges altogether, it's sometimes maybe something that's kind of missed out. I remember, who was it? Um, there was a, there was one campaign that I went in a very, very low level and they were polite and communicative, but they were definitely doing a sales type job and I respected that because they weren't just it wasn't just a case of um, you know it wasn't just a case they were just kind of like well go and join us they were kind of like if there's anything that we can do drop us a message and we'll see if we can yeah. add it into the king so I think that's kind of a, that's kind of um, kind of important um, <clears throat> is it is it difficult to maintain the energy levels as in keep constantly kind of positive, keep constantly forging forward. You mean, because you're, you're doing kind of podcasts, you're on kind of like your board game exposures, you're on your kind of your Facebook groups and stuff like that. Is that is that has to be part of your routine? Are you kind of getting, having to kind of say, right, I've definitely got to do this. I've still got to keep doing the exposure stuff. I've still got to keep kind of getting the word out there as much as possible. Yeah, it's definitely hard to keep that energy going because especially having having the campaign fail the first time, you know, that way, like, within within 24 hours of this one launching, the, the, the doubt was already creeping in, you know, 
this isn't this isn't going to work and it's hard to kind of shake that mindset yeah you know when i've not even given it a real chance so you have to stay positive and you have to just keep pushing the message out but you have to also kind of walk a bit of a fine line between getting information out there but still not spamming because don't know if you remember but last time i launched i, I got tempor- temporarily banned from facebook for <laughs> for over oversharing i'm not gonna say it was deserved but um <laughs> it was kind of deserved it was always funny um kind of noticing i've got like 17 facebook notifications and noticing that a good 95 percent of them were from you <laughs> Yeah, so that, that, that's the issue with being friends with somebody on Facebook and multiple of the same group, <laughs> is that bing. each time I post in one, yeah. So there, there's one guy, um, I can't even remember what his involvement is with the groups, but a guy called Joachim Heiss. Yeah. And we're, we're friends. Um, he friended me one day and we're on quite a lot of groups. So what happens is... The only way he's got of getting me back is when I get my 19 notification to say that he's liked all those posts. <laughs> so he just goes in and automatically likes everything. So you end up your phone yeah. lights up like a Christmas tree on the office. Exactly, side of yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's just out of revenge or what, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the elevator pitch um, for Wrecking Ruin is quite simple. You are basically... It's a hex-based board you are in charge of a group who are trying to salvage or win um, salvage points, basically, spaces on the board. And you have at your disposal, uh, disposal rather, you have different types of vehicles. You've got your huge kind of wreckers. You've got your smaller kind of scouts. And the idea is basically you use various tactics uh, in order to claim this salvage um, and once you've claimed enough salvage you essentially can go ahead and you can kind of kind of win the game um, there's different tactics to it it's got fantastic little minis that um, as they get damaged they kind of go on fire there's a slight kind of dice there's a dice element to it um, yeah. but there's also lovely kind of chain reactions that you can do as well you can cause um you can cause vehicles to wreck and when a vehicle wrecks it then flies off in a random direction and causes damage and can cause kind of big kind of chain reactions correct me if i'm wrong mark is that kind of yeah so you've got your each player controls a faction of five vehicles and they use them to take over points on the map so it's a bit of resource management because you only get five activations per turn Mm -hmm. um bit of kind of area control um king of the hill because you have to get on these points and you have to defend them against the next player to to actually win them mm-hmm. um so yeah you you have to think tactically and that with a four player game the person to the left of you is the one that's always going to stop you scoring the most so you there becomes this tactical element where you could set one of your weak vehicles right in front of the meanest vehicle that player four has but by the time it gets around to their turn the point is long scored so you've effectively sacrificed that vehicle but won the point so that's where the the tactical element of it comes in so um 
when I was at Aircon at the weekend there, I had the pleasure of of uh, meeting one of my backers. Um, his name's Tony Boothlyden. If you're listening, hello Tony. Nice hey, Tony. meeting you. Was it like um, was it like meeting somebody that's you know this is I'm you know I'm I'm pledging some money to your campaign. I basically believe in your product. Is it quite quite humbling? How did you how did it make you feel when you met him? It's quite humbling because it, it it's nice to meet that, but then there's also that fear that you don't live up to their expectations. So did you um, did you worry that you didn't have your goggles? I bought an extra pair. Did you? Oh, that's alright then. Yep, I've I've ordered four pairs for Expo just to be sure. <laughs> to be sure, to be sure. <laughs> so, so I can keep my team out with them. That's what it is. Yeah, but did he just walk up and did you say do you want to try it? And he say, "Oh, that's all right. I've already backed it, mate." Or how did, <laughs> how did the no, conversation get to go? So he was helping out on Bez's stand actually. All right, okay. And and he said to me, "My name's Tony." He says, I, "I've backed the game." I'd love to have a shot later on. And um, I was like, you know, really nice to meet you. Thanks for everything. You know, thanks for believing in me. And yeah, come over when you've got the time. So he came over on the Saturday and he played through. Um, I went through all the rules. We played it and it was just nice that at the end of it, he's like, this is everything I wanted it to be and more. And he then went on to he went on to the actual page itself, and you know commented on the campaign and said, "I've just played this game; it's every bit as good as as what I wanted it to be." And for me, i i can't I can't buy that. Yeah, you know that that's an endorsement. You know that somebody has felt the need to do themselves, and you know it's just such a nice feeling. You know knowing that. You've done something, and you know somebody really likes it. Because you can request reviews. I mean, you can send out prototypes of the game. Yeah. And you can ask for reviewers, but these are people who have almost been trained to give criticism and not just go, "Oh, this is rubbish," but actually kind of do it. So it must be it's it's a different feeling when you actually get somebody who's just kind of regular member of the public kind of coming up to you and saying, yeah, this is pretty excellent. I'm kind of glad I kind of glad to put the, the kind of the, my, my money down and then kind of yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've shown the game to many reviewers now and they've all liked that, but the backers themselves don't know how genuine that is until they experience it themselves and it just takes that one backer that other, you know, they've invested in the game in the sense that they put their their money where their mouth is, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Um, but if they didn't like it, it would have, you know, they just they pull straight out, and you know, backers don't have this kind of the same filter that a reviewer would have. So if a backer didn't like it, a backer is quite happy just to turn around and say, "Don't like it. It was rubbish." You know, they they've got nothing to lose by being. Horrible, whereas a kind of where a reviewer has to be a bit more tactful because they have to they have to review the game that not so much that it's in a good light, but they also have to be aware of how they come across within the industry to secure future business, I suppose. So 
I'm guessing that's probably always at the back of a reviewer's mind. Apart from polyhedron collider, I mean, they don't care. <laughs> they'll just they'll call it as it is. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah. I think they're pretty um, pretty good at calling a kind of like um, a shovel a shovel. Yeah, you know? definitely. You know, they're not kind of they're not kind of um, they're not kind of mess. You know, they're not kind of uh, mess around at all. If if they if they do like something. At the same time, no. if they've got if they've got criticism or something, then it's fine. But as I say, yeah, I, I see exactly where you where you kind of mean. Um, yeah, so for me, that's probably one of the most valued endorsements that I've had because that's the only one I was genuinely scared about, and they came back and liked it. So. <laughs> What's the plan for going forward? I mean, this isn't... I mean, you've got plenty of time. I mean, last time when you decided to kind of finish the finish the campaign early, how far were you into the campaign when you decided to, to kind of close up shop? I think I was probably about close to halfway through. And uh, what happened was I'd reached this stage where my... My pledges, my, my backers had basically peaked. Mm. I was at the stage where I, I was losing backers at, at quite a, a high rate. So, you know, I'd said to myself, if I fall, fall below a certain funding level again, you know, it felt like a struggle. I think at the time it was seven and a half thousand. Yeah. And I mean, at that time, that was just over a third of my, my funding. Yeah. But I just kept going above and below that amount. Um, never really kind of going too high or too low below it, and it it just got to the stage where, realistically, I, I was probably about close to two weeks in, and um, I thought there's no point. I'm not going to give up by any means, but there's definitely I can't see. You know, realistically, I can't see funding at this stage. So I just kind of accepted that. Um. And then just go on with actually just enjoying the rest of the campaign without without the pressure behind it anymore, which is quite strange actually. Because you decided you that you weren't going to fund, and because you decided you were going to cancel it, it took a kind of a bit of a was it a weight off your mind? Definitely. So I was at the stage where you know I, I would still I would still check the campaign. Um, I'd also, I'd, I'd literally started a new job about three days before launch, um, which wasn't exactly great. So I was kind of, I'd, I was just told a spare time and all of a sudden had to kind of, had to get up for work all of a sudden. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I had this, this pressure to sort that, you know, t- to be in work, to be learning about that and also... To, to try and fund the campaign and, and taking that weight away from me just allowed me to enjoy it like I was watching someone else's campaign. So I would have still, you know, I still engaged, I still advertised, but it felt at that stage that there was no pressure to to fund. Yeah. Have you got, I mean, if... I mean, I know that you kind of do the. We kind of both muck around with the voices and stuff like that. But if you had anyone, if you had a message for anybody that's listening just now, and they're they're on the fence, they're not entirely sure to go ahead and kind of kind of back. Um, is there anything you'd like to, you know, 
your elevator pitch or anything you want to say? Yeah, so if, if you're looking for a game that is quick and easy to set up and take down, um, is created for the maximum in replayability, if you're wanting something that has a simple rule set but has enough tactical depth that you can play it multiple times and you know still play it differently, then this is definitely worth having a look at. It's a game that allows you to do you know basically any play style um, is catered for in there. And so yeah, if if you're not backed already, then get your head checked. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say that. <laughs> you can't say that. Yes, you should say that. Um, <laughs> um, at this time, you got like about twenty, nineteen, twenty days to go. Yeah, um, twenty days. Twenty so days start to go. Of the way. Yeah. And if people want to jump in on the campaign, um, what's the kind of the entry? What's the entry ticket? to get into kind of like the wasteland so £49 gets you in the door um, I calculated my shipping that I've done it so that UK gets the best deal because we never get the best deal <laughs> so UK's best EU next then the States yeah. um, all, all friendly um, including Canada and Australia but just obviously, they have to pay a little bit more to get it out there because the game's flying around the world. Absolutely. Okay. So that's, yeah. So basically, £49, that'll get you in the door. I guess That gets you into the best wasteland party that you're ever going to be involved in, so... <laughs> I don't think you can kind of put it any kind of better than that. Um, if people want to keep an eye on the if you want to keep an eye on the campaign the easiest way to do it is to go on to go on to the campaign and we'll put an, a link in the show notes um chucking a buck and you can keep an eye that way um yeah. there's a life, lovely little community going on or you know blossom in there obviously the more people that are there then the louder and funner it will become um, as I say, we'll put a link in the show notes so people can can find that and they can join the party. If you fancy traversing the wasteland in some fantastic looking minis, which we haven't talked about, they just you can you get a mini and when a mini gets damaged, you get a little plume of flame peg that you stick in your vehicle so it looks like it's on fire. There isn't any games that do that. You should no, just... and do you know, I I didn't know that. Um, it wasn't until. You know, I started demoing it and people are like, this is such a cool idea. Why has nobody ever done it before? <laughs> and I was like, I just I just figured something out there had already done it. But yeah, to, to actually look across the table and to see how how much damage everything is, you know you know your tactical situation yeah. at a glance without having to say to, to player two, you know, how many wounds have you got left on your tableau? Yeah. Um, it's literally just a case of, right, I can see that guy's got one peg hole left, so one more hit and he's gone. And he's gone. He's out of here. Yeah, it's better than kind of having to look over at a deck of cards or having to look over at where a wooden cube is, as you said, on a meter and stuff like that. So, yeah, but it's even, you know, look, at if you're, if you're, there's your reason. Yeah, awesome minis with even more awesome... <laughs> Little flaming set, Yeah, setting them on fire. <laughs> When you destroy them, there's nothing more satisfying than shooting somebody and then saying, do you know what, 
Oh. I've set your big guy on fire now, so what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? <laughs> um, for other places on the internet webs, where can you find you? Everywhere. I'm on all the interwebs. <laughs> um, so, Facebook, yeah. I'm under it's Wreck and Ruin Game. Um, Twitter is Wreck underscore and underscore Ruin. Okay. Um, Instagram, Wreck and Ruin. And there is, I've got my own website as well, which is www.wreckandruingame.co.uk. But if anyone's wanting to talk to me about anything about the game, then Facebook's the best place for that. They can chat and they can ask me anything on there. And it's, it's literally just me doing everything, so you're guaranteed to get through to me. Uh, no no annoying hold music or anything like that, just straight through. <laughs> Direct line. Fantastic. Well, we'll make sure um, that we put all the links in the show notes. So we've got notes to show. Sure. Um, best of luck with the campaign. Thank you. Plenty of time to go. Just, I mean... Technically, just under three weeks. Um, Mark's been on the show a couple of times. Uh, please go back and check the other shows that he's been on because they're all just ridiculously daft <laughs> and silly and everything we've, like that. We've come up with so many ideas for cool games. I know, I know. We should come up with another one. What can we? What can we say? Uh, no, I've no idea. I can't think of anything at all. <laughs> You you pick a game and I'll pick a game and we'll we'll make a mismatch of the both. We'll of them. make a mismatch of the both of them. Yeah. Um, Dice Forge. Right, I've got Rising Sun sitting next to me. Have so you... Dice Dice Forge meets Rising Sun. So you get to take your samurai warriors out, roll dice, put new samurai faces on them. Well, we have like some some like kind of Japanese gods. We maybe. could have that. You could have, yeah. um, you could actually have uh, samurai warriors that have different uh, fighting stances and different fighting powers based on the faces that they're actually showing, because the faces can be these ornamental, decorated Japanese kind of samurai masks that you get. Do you remember the white ones with the, like red stripes and stuff like that? Yeah. And so your idea is basically what you do is you've got to traverse about the land in an area control type level. And you've got to gain uh, honour in order to be able to buy different masks. And the different masks allow you different powers. So they maybe allow you an additional move. They maybe allow you extra strength. They allow you better negotiation power. And the idea is to basically take over the land as much as possible using these different masks that you have. Yeah, and then you can take the face off the die as you buy more masks, more powers to then yes. gain access to those powers. Yes, the rising, like the rising dice forge of the sun. Yep, that's it. Job done. Somebody make that. That's it. Let's get Eric Lang on the phone. <laughs> Let's get Eric. I've got his number. In fact, I'll text him just now. <laughs> In fact, I'll go downstairs because he's sitting downstairs. He's you know, he's just he's, patiently waiting. Just patiently waiting, just to have a cup of tea. I've kept him too long, so I better. Go <laughs> Um, yeah, so check out check out the campaign, check out what uh, Mark's various social media hangouts, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, go to Google, search for We're Not Wizards, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spreaker, Stitcher, Pod, Podknife, 
You can find us on our website, which is wearenotwizards.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you really, really like us, remember and please drop us a subscription. You can find us on Spotify, so you can say, Alexa, play We Are Not Wizards on Spotify. And guess what? We're well, on it now. We're absolutely on it now. Yes, the word is there, the word is out. For some reason, they said yes. It's only a matter of time before they said no. So get in there as quickly as you can, and it'll be fantastic. I'll make your Alexa chuckle. That's why they were <laughs> chuckling, because they found out that our show was available through Alexa. So there you go. Um, have you have you asked Alexa if she's a wizard? I would don't want to know. I could ask Google. Let's do this just now. Let's put the volume up and let's just ask. Um, here we go. Okay, Google, are you a wizard? I'm a what? Yes! I would take that as a resounding no. I would take that as a resounding no. There you she go. Sounds, she sounds offended. She sounds absolutely offended. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Proof. Google is not a wizard. I don't know how else you can finish a show. Um, you heard it here first. I know. My name's Richard. This is Baby Mark. Yep, my name's Mark. Uh, say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Remember, stay safe, roll sixes. This has been a pleasant surprise ending to this show. Guess what? This is going all over the internet. Yep, we get Absolutely. to tag Google everywhere now. Absolutely. Remember, check out Wreck and Ruin. Um, give it a look. Chuck it a buck. Stick him with the campaign. It looks absolutely fantastic. Um, smash, crash, area control, fiery little pegs, everything you could look for. Don't listen to me. Listen to Mark. But until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>